Hello and welcome to New Covenant Conversations. This is a podcast where we're addressing the importance of the New Covenant and its relationship to our Christian life in both faith and in our worship. I'm joined by Stuart Elliott. Hey there. Good to see you. Glad to be here. Glad to be joining you for our first podcast today and for uh, New Covenant Conversations in our inaugural podcast. Uh, I think it'd be a good idea to introduce ourselves, talk about who we are and what we're doing. All right. Thanks, Stuart. Yes, I'm Gary Elliott. Uh, I'm an ordained teaching elder in the Presbyterian Church in America. I'm a gospel minister. I've served in uh, the work of the church for over 40 years as a pastor and as an educator. Uh, recently, I was offered an opportunity to develop social media platforms uh, and programs, and we're focusing on the importance and the significance, the biblical meaning of the new covenant in the scope of all of Scripture. Um, so this is a ministry of New Covenant Temple Foundation, Inc. So we're an educational ministry. We have very strong convictions and beliefs about the sacramental church and worship, and we don't take the place of the church but we are a part of seeking to encourage one another on to love and good works uh, and to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm Stuart Elliott, and um, if you haven't figured it out already, um, I am the son of Gary Elliott, um, and I am a layperson in the church. Uh, however, I was brought up uh in the church. I was brought up uh, for a, a large amount of time under the uh, pastoral ministry of my own dad. Um, and now I live many, many miles away. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Too uh, many miles away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, we are on, on separate coasts in the United States. Uh, but we, for the longest time, uh, still took uh, many opportunities to talk and call each other, and inevitably we would talk theology. Um, and so that is actually a pretty significant reason why we decided to develop this podcast, because we thought, hey, we're already spending hours talking on <laughs> to each other on the phone about these things, so why don't we hit the record button and, uh, and, and see what happens. Um, so, you know, it's, a, it's sort of a special thing. Uh, for for us and for me, because our our main interests and and central topic, central theme is covenant theology, um, the covenant theology of Scripture and how it applies to theology and how it applies to the Christian faith and how it applies to the Christian life. Um, and in Acts, in Peter's sermon in Acts, Acts chapter two, um, you know, Peter makes that great that great declaration of, of the gospel. And uh, when he, when he rounds out that sermon ends it, of course, his audience, his Jewish audience is cut to the heart and they, they ask him, you know, what should we do? And he says, repent and believe uh, for the promise is for you, for, for you, for all who are far off. But he also includes something that's very significantly covenantal, which is the promises for you and for your children. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, uh, that's one of those significant covenant statements and covenant promises um, that is special because it's working itself out even even right now, even right here as we get as you are passing along the faith to me and training had trained me and now I've got my own family training them up as well. Um, and so there are things like that that um, I'd really like to 
to hit home and pinpoint in the course of our conversations about the significance of the covenant and what we're about in new covenant conversations. I think that's a great example, Stuart. And I think uh, your point that we were having these conversations and have had them, well, all of, all of uh, our family life. And now, mm-hmm. as you said, you have your own family uh, under the care and uh, oversight of uh, the church that the Lord Jesus has um, ordained for us. But these things are meaningful. It's not arid academic, um, you know, kind of discussion. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people assume that. Well, if you say theology, mm-hmm. well, theology is the study of who God is, and God mm-hmm. has given us uh, His Word that we might know those things that are uh, most valuable to us mm-hmm. and how we're to live out our faith mm-hmm. in this present evil generation or in mm-hmm. this world. Mm-hmm. And of course, we use generalizations that Scripture tell us about. Um, because we are confronted with the world, the flesh, and the devil. Mm. And we're, we care about those whom we love and and the uh, broader uh, appeal of the gospel is to repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So we want to delve into these things that every believer might um, grow and uh, be well-founded mm-hmm. and be assured of those promises. That one of the um, important things to recognize is that the term promise is inseparably connected to the biblical theology of covenant. That's you know the, that's what the meaning of the mm-hmm. promise is. Um, it's not just idle promises mm-hmm. or it's not man-made promises. Mm-hmm. So that's an overused word in our mm-hmm. culture. And I, I'm afraid that perhaps covenant mm-hmm. has become something of an overused word <laughs> as well because I see it placarded mm-hmm. all around. But I think really delving yeah. into Scripture and getting a biblical uh, basis and consciousness of what we're talking about. I mean, what more needs to be said for the importance of this than recorded in the Gospels of Jesus' own words, for this is my blood of the new covenant, mm-hmm. which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Mm-hmm. So we start with that foundation mm-hmm. as this is the most important um, statement, revelation, Uh, If I can say it this way, that as mediator of the new covenant, Jesus Christ brings the gospel to perfection. Mm, mm, That's significant. And so it is very significant, and it should get our attention to say, we need to know about what this means. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and as you were saying, um, it... It is not just a conversation for the lofty academics, for the um, for the theology professors, uh, for the theologians, and for the pastors and um, scholars. Um, it really is something that needs to trickle down and be understood and grasped uh, for what it is, for the for the assurance it brings, uh, for the anchoring it brings to the Christian life in any mm-hmm. walk of faith at any point in your faith. Um, the, the the covenant theology of of scripture is something that ought to be central and anchoring uh, for for every Christian. I think that's the heart of concern that we both have, um, and what motivates us wanting to talk about these things. Um, and mm-hmm. and that's uh, hopefully gives folks an insight into who we are and to into what we want to do as well. So, right. With that being said, um, let's talk a little bit about New Covenant Conversations, since it, it is uh, a, a new ministry um, that has uh, some different uh, points of contact. Um, so I, I want to direct people to the website for New Covenant Conversations. It's uh, ncconvo.com. That's ncconvo.com, where you'll be able to find um, other resources 
uh, for from the ministry. So you'll be able to find blog posts, articles, and where the um, the podcast will live. So you'll be able to access audio and video as well there. And um, and as this is developing, um, you'll see different uh, series um, posted on there. And then in conjunction with that, um, blog posts and, and uh, audio and video um, as well. Um, also, you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook page. It's, it's at NC Convo as well. Um, and you can get updates there and you can um, you can contact us as well and field questions or start discussions, those kinds of things. Um, anything that will get people talking about um, and asking questions about covenant theology and how it applies to all of Christian faith and life. That's right. I... Uh have some thoughts about that too, in terms of giving people an idea of what it is we intend and what we want to accomplish. So let me share some of that with you in reference to the purpose that we have is to appreciate more the overarching biblical significance of God's covenantal pattern and practice, uh, drawing on the Greek idea of pragma uh, in the creation and in in the salvation of the world. Uh, as far as a plan goes, to elaborate on what Stuart said, it's uh, to expound through the Holy Scriptures. We believe the Holy Scriptures are the uh, inspired, inerrant, infallible, and preserved Word of God for us. And in time, we may elaborate some on uh, that historic and orthodox view of Holy Scripture. Uh, the development of God's covenantal dealings with His creation and with His unique image bearers, originally, redemptively, and perfectly. Uh, when we talk about the Lord Jesus Christ uh, inaugurating and fulfilling the new covenant and bringing it to perfection in the consummation. So that certainly is a matter for all of our faith as we're told to look uh, in faith to the promises of God and not just have our eyes upon this world and our life here. And then as far as perspective goes, this gets a little bit more into some of the conversations and some of the ideas and some of the discussions that have gone on historically mm-hmm. over this matter of how do we understand, how do we apply uh, the covenant, and particularly the new covenant in the, the development that is given to us in Scripture. So it's to offer refinements to the discussion of covenantal theology, interacting with terms historically used in order to sometimes ease tensions or to clarify. You know, the Scriptures use several words for uh, to know, to understand, and applying wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so we want to understand, we want to know, we want to be wise, particularly in what God has revealed to us of such importance. Sometimes there are tensions and discussions and even debates. We want to be careful as to how we navigate those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want to um, look to Scripture and these theological words and ideas we have a desire to promote a covenantal mindset mm. uh, sanctified by the Holy Spirit, as James says, as wisdom from above, mm-hmm. distinct from wisdom from below. Mm-hmm. So covenantal relationships to the decrees of God. Uh, how is God active? How is God involved? How is this not fatalism? Mm-hmm. And it encourages and feeds our faith rather than causing us to quell in fear in the unknown. Um, covenantal conditionality. That's a, a, an important topic, particularly as it relates to accountability mm. uh, for our Christian lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, covenantal administration before original sin and then after original sin. Mm-hmm. And we do believe in original sin. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a, a very important biblical theme that we cannot ignore and we must come to grips with. Mm-hmm. 
Um, this includes questions about grace and merit. Those discussions continue on today mm -hmm. and are a part of ongoing uh, dispute among Christian believers. And we don't want to focus on disputes. We really want to focus on edification, of mm -hmm. building up the faith uh, for the saints. Um, so what is the covenantal relationship to the moral law of God? Mm -hmm. that, that's a huge application in various departments, in various relationships, in various ordinances that we find uh, as we are faced with in our Christian life in this world. Mm -hmm. um, covenantal dynamics related to creation ordinances. Uh, what do we mean by God's means of grace? Mm -hmm. um, again, elaborating on what the Bible tells us about these things, the biblical revelation of covenantal development uh, identified by names and descriptions. Uh, often when we say covenant, one of the first names that comes to mind is Abraham. Mm -hmm. uh, but then sometimes there's an attempt, I think it's misguided, to try to set Abraham against Moses. Mm. But I don't find that in Scripture at all. Mm. Um, so by names and descriptions and the culmination of the new covenant for a new age, uh, a new epoch uh, that is revealed to us in Scripture, uh, the new heavens and the new earth, a new name, a new kingdom, a new temple, a new inheritance, uh, a new city. I mean, you just go on and on. I told some folks recently in a sermon, you know, if you want to get into this, just take a concordance and look up the word new and then follow mm -hmm. some scripture uh, uh, studies through these references of, of what is new, particularly as it mm -hmm. comes to uh, Jesus and the new covenant. That's all very good. And as you can see, um, that that actually that might uh, point to um, and your description there, um, and you're running through the various points there might point to why um, there's is I think a, a great need to have these kinds of conversations about covenant theology and how it applies. Because I think there may be um, for for most lay people um, a little bit of apprehensive apprehension, mm -hmm. uh, maybe even a little bit of confusion, um, because yeah. as you can see, there are a lot of terms, there's a lot of history, um, and and it is as central and insignificant as we think it is, it is a broad, varied, and can become a convoluted topic. Um, and so I think one of the, the one of the things that um, that we want to do in New Covenant Conversations is bring that conversation down to um, people of and Christians of of all kinds, all types, um, in all places, where, wherever they are at in their in their faith, um, because that's what that's what Jesus did. You know, as as you said, he he with his twelve disciples, um, which we can very very much identify with. Uh, we can identify with their weaknesses. We can identify with their bumbling around, with their confusion. But Jesus bore with them. And, and 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 brought them to himself and and the night before he was betrayed or the night he was betrayed before he was crucified he ate a meal with them and wanted to demonstrate and 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 let them in on on the significance of what was what was about to happen the next day for them and uh he does that by signaling and pointing them to the blood of the new covenant and so this is all of these topics, um, as 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 deep as they can be, as as maybe confusing as they can be. That really comes down to um, assuring every believer and bringing every believer into what Jesus says is the blood of the new covenant and the significance of what He's done on our behalf 
for our sin, for our justification on the cross and in his resurrection. Um, and so um, I think that does, like I said, it, 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 it brings something important up, which I think we need to spend a few seconds talking about, which is um, why is there, in my perception, um, and I think just anecdotally thinking about this, maybe a lack of understanding or, or maybe even a, a, some, um, an uncomfortableness um, among general Christians with covenant theology. Or I is think there? what you did. Yeah. I think what you said, Stuart is um, trying to re recover mm. uh, or discover mm -hmm. the meaning of scripture. Uh, for example, the term Testament and covenant mm -hmm. uh, have almost become uh, separate categories mm -hmm. of thought for many Christian believers. And yet in scripture, it's the same word. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, there's a reference in uh, Hebrews to a more, a specific application of testament and will mm -hmm, uh, as mm -hmm. far as a um, last will and testament. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's some confusion that, that stems from that. I think there have been many attempts to try to systematize Scripture, and some people are perhaps um, wary of that and feel like it's imposing on Scripture. Mm. Uh, when we talk about how significant covenant is to God's pattern and plan, uh, we want to validate that from Scripture itself. Uh, one of the things I thought of as you were just talking about um, the significance of Jesus' pastoral care and love for his sheep mm. is that in Hebrews chapter 13, the benediction, uh, verses 20 and 21, connect the blood of the covenant and the mm. everlasting covenant that Christ has fulfilled and established with his being the great shepherd. Mm. So here are some beautiful connections mm -hmm. uh, that help us connect the dots when it comes to understanding God's plan of salvation. Uh, and it assures us, that's one of the main things about the epistle to the Hebrews, which is significantly about mm -hmm. Jesus and the new covenant, mm -hmm. is for assurance, mm -hmm. uh, for our confidence in faith, for our yes. perseverance, yeah. and for our hope of heaven. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, those are points that it's going to be worth really digging into um but but bringing them to the surface right now i think is helpful in in showing hopefully um the uninitiated christian in covenant theology but even reminding those who who maybe are familiar and and you know comfortable with it that this is the end goal here these are the in, mm -hmm. the the end points it's not just so that we can systematize accurately. It's not just mm -hmm. so that we can have all of our categories right. It, it is really for its application in the Christian life on very fundamental things like assurance and um, and and our knowledge of who, who God is and how we relate to Him. And so that was another another thing that you that you were kind of pointing to um, was the way in which covenant theology. Um, opens up a way for us to to put the story, the whole story of the Bible together in a way that mm -hmm. relates to each other, makes sense, and is applicable to our life in, in all areas of life. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's um, that can be one of the very powerful ways that that Christians can recognize the significance of covenant theology. Let's talk about that just for a little bit. And what ways does covenant theology really give us the ability to bring the story of the Bible together? Well, because it's a unifying theme in Scripture, 
And God has given us the revelation that He wants us to know about Himself. And the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, are active in the world in which we live. That's a a disputed point with non-Christian religions. Mm -hmm. How do we understand God's activity in our lives in the world that it's not fatalism or some kind of uh, mysticism, Mm -hmm. but in reality, how we live out day to day, believing, praying, trusting, uh, having the assurance of knowing God personally. Uh, You cannot Mm -hmm. overestimate or overstate that. But we -hmm. we want uh, consistency. We Mm -hmm. want that uh, assurance. And Scripture gives it to us, but it gives Mm -hmm. it to us in a unified way. Uh, mm-hmm. So one of the things that's wonderful to study in reference to the Old Covenant and preparation and God's dealing with, we said, individuals, even naming them at times for us, is that this is the way I operate. This is how you mm-hmm. can have assurance. This is how you can know that I know you. I know mm-hmm. you by name. I call you by name. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what Jesus said to us, mm-hmm. to have that assurance of the Father's love. Mm-hmm. And so when we see that progressive pattern developing in some of the most desperate times, Mm -hmm. in some of the uh, most uh, threatening, and again, even with those who sealed their testimony with blood, Mm -hmm. uh, we have that record of God's faithfulness. That's Mm -hmm. one of the main covenantal themes, because uh, promise is associated with God's faithfulness and God's ability to do what He says He will do, and He's proven that. He's shown that. It's documented for us. It doesn't tell us everything about who God is. The secret mm-hmm. things belong to the Lord, but the things that are re- revealed are for us. Mm-hmm. And as you started out, Stuart, with with uh, Peter's sermon, for mm-hmm. us and for our children, mm-hmm. and also for those who are afar off. Mm-hmm. And in the new covenant, the Lord Jesus is breaking down that wall of partition that separated mm-hmm. old covenant as they made the transition to Christian mm-hmm. in recognizing in Messiah, uh, of course, that's what Christ means, the anointed one, recognizing in him the fulfillment of all God's promises. All mm-hmm. the promises of God are yes, and so be it. Yea and mm-hmm. amen mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's so helpful and significant because I think what 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 many Christians struggle with um, is how do I put it all together when when right. when we're you know as as Christians I think we have that that basic impulse that that Scripture is important. That I, they ought to take it seriously. That's authoritative, even if you can't work everything out. Um, maybe you haven't had the training or or the or the instruction. Even if you can't work it all out, you know, theologically, we have that basic impulse that this is important. This is mm-hmm. significant to my life and to my faith. Well, that's the right impulse. And um, but for many Christians, because there's some foreignness <laughs> to the Bible and the way in which it was written. And um, the context it was written in, um, it can be hard. It can be hard to put it all together. And so it really does take a little bit of training your mind um, to, to understand how these documents were written and what context they were written in and how the original audiences they were written to would have understood them. And we're saying one of the basic <clears throat> concepts and ideas that come comes through in Scripture is the concept of covenant. And and it's so basic that it actually serves as the unifying principle for the Mm. entire scripture. And that Mm. might be a little odd to us today because we don't think in those terms today. We think in Mm -hmm. very individualistic terms and very Mm -hmm. disconnected terms. 
And so mm-hmm. I think that can be a roadblock for Christians to figure out what this actually means and how it operates for us as we understand mm-hmm. our theology and applying it to our lives. Um, and so I think that's part of what we want to try to do is we want to try to highlight and demonstrate and provide a new way of seeing, a way of seeing that allows all of Scripture um, to come together in a cohesive story. Um, and, one and the of new the, covenant brings that together. Exactly. The covenant brings that together, and particularly the new covenant, mm-hmm. it's like the the final puzzle piece almost. Mm-hmm. It's it's the yeah, final good, it's good the, illustration. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's the it's the it's it's the final foundation stone, I suppose. Something mm-hmm. like that. Um Yeah, yeah. that's a good biblical statement. Right, exactly. <laughs> the right. puzzle piece is a good illustration. I yeah. mean, <laughs> uh, how many of us have enjoyed putting puzzles together? Well, even when you were mm-hmm. growing up, you know, we mm-hmm. had the puzzle box top that showed yeah. us the picture. That's, this is what it's supposed to look like. Exactly. But then when we started yeah. putting the pieces together, and then when we get to that final piece and mm-hmm. it's complete. So I think that's a really mm-hmm. good illustration about how we yeah. um believe that scripture is cohesive. And how we are not hunting for uh, our own pieces to put in there, but we are searching out, wanting to know what God has given us so that we can mm-hmm. piece it together uh, for our mm-hmm. own lives of faith and, and worship. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But more importantly, as you said, the uh, foundation stone, the cornerstone, the keystone, mm-hmm. those various scriptural analogies uh, are what the new covenant yes. and who Jesus Christ is. Um, that's a thing that also is valuable to people because there's so many conflicted voices there's so many strident voices, even across the, mm. the, the Christian perspective. I know so many people are mm-hmm. being fed mm-hmm. on sensationalism or into the world uh, mm-hmm. type suggestions, scenarios, prognostications. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, was, I read a funny uh, thing the other day that talked about how often they have to uh, up, update the uh, shelf in the bookstore about the predictions for the end of the world. <laughs> and so I don't think that's helpful for people to be so tied up in that and so mm-hmm. preoccupied trying to divine from Scripture these things when what Scripture gives us is how we can live holy mm-hmm. and justly and faithfully mm-hmm. before the face of our God in our day-to-day lives and how we can enter into worship that is pleasing to Him mm-hmm. because He tells us in Scripture that it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think... You know, isn't that what, as as Christians, as those who've been bought by the blood of Jesus and have entered into uh, a saving relationship with Him and our God, um, isn't that something our soul longs for and calls out for? Um, and because that's so, um, you know, we get to mine the Scriptures to see what God says for us and to us about how he can provide mm-hmm. for us a sure and steadfast mm-hmm. anchor for our souls. And of course, mm-hmm. that's that's uh, that's from Hebrews chapter 6. And he's 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 explaining that and and holding that out that sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. He's holding that out as a as an assurance for Christians through God's covenant promises mm-hmm. and faith. Um from Abraham, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. we would say beginning with in history beginning with Adam from Abraham to, to Noah, to, or from Noah, Abraham, uh, David, um, New Covenant, from um, all of these unfolding covenants in Scripture um, coming to its climax, to its fullness and completion in the New Covenant. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's what we have, and that's what we want to develop. And of course, as you could probably see, there's a lot there to unpack and a lot there to dig into um, that's going to be very, very beneficial for 
us and for anybody willing to listen and take the mm-hmm. time um, to cultivate this. It's going to be beneficial uh, for your faith and for your life. And so, and I think hopefully we've given a good teaser and taste test for the things mm-hmm. that we want to talk about and the things that we want to get into in a deeper way. Um, we've kind of given a bit, a high altitude flyover of, uh, mm-hmm. of some of these things. Um, but hopefully it was, it was helpful and, um, and we'll leave you wanting to come back, uh, for a little bit more and, um, and for something that's a little bit deeper as well in our next episode. Um, so, uh, with that being said, I do want to just kind of, um, preview our next episode where we'll get into some of these things. Um, and uh, our next episode is going to be focusing in a bit more on trying to define what is covenant theology. I think, you know, as conversations like this, it's always helpful to define terms and to get specific. Um, and so we want to we want to talk about that a bit. How do we define it? Covenant theology. Um, and along with that, what are some useful categories to have in mind, to have developed in your own mind, um, so that we can understand covenant theology better. Um, and also we can recognize maybe some, some unhelpful categories and theologies, um, that really aren't warranted, um, by scripture. Um, and, and along with that, um, there can be ditches anytime you're developing a theology, um, you know, because we're human and we're sinful and we see through a, a glass darkly, um, you know, we're prone to error as well. And so um, it is helpful to know, especially because covenant theology is a theology with a history, um, it's helpful for us to look back and see where the where have the ditches been in the past and, and where can will where will they likely be um, as we develop and, and cultivate these things um, in our discussion. And so those are some of the things that are interesting to me and I think helpful for me to think through and I think it'll be helpful for other people. Um, and we wanna zero in on that on the next episode. That's right. I I think of what the Apostle Paul said sometimes when he said, uh, this is what the Lord said. And then sometimes he'll say, this is what I think, <laughs> you know, in way of application. Uh-huh. And the Apostle Paul was being careful about that, that there are things where we try to um, bridge the gap and we say reasoning from uh, what Scripture says and the greater truth of Scripture, we reason to the lesser application, but we can't be dogmatic about it. So I have that same sensitivity. Uh-huh. I want to hold out those things that God says absolutely and that we can know, and that mean the same thing mm-hmm. for everybody. And then there may be secondary mm-hmm. questions or applications of, well, we, we think this would be the most consistent way of looking at this, but we're not dogmatic about that. Mm-hmm. And I do think mm-hmm. that that's a helpful uh, kind of protection. Yeah. Uh, it also mm-hmm. guards against ego or against wanting mm-hmm. to uh, get human praise. You know, yeah. our intent is to want to uh, lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. And once again, where where even the Lord Jesus talks about the Old Testament example, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, mm-hmm. so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And so when we talk about New Covenant theology, we're talking about exalting the Lord Jesus, lifting Him up. Another thing I want to really emphasize as we get into the meaning of New Covenant theology is what Jesus is doing now mm-hmm. beyond our mm-hmm. eyes, what we cannot mm-hmm. see, but by faith. As the uh, writer of the Hebrews talks about the permanent things, Mm. and that's a part of that uh, transition out of Old Covenant to New Covenant, that there is a stronger Mm. uh, revelation and Mm. consciousness of what the Lord Jesus is doing by faith in heaven now, Mm -hmm. and how covenant relates to us today in the way we live and the way we raise our children, Mm -hmm. the way we go to worship together, the way Mm -hmm. that we are salt and light 
in a dark world of mm-hmm. sin that mm-hmm. still exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, we often do this. We say we're going to um, end our conversation and you say something that sparks something else. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then, and right. then we end up talking for like 20 more minutes. But <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> can't do that on here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but something you said uh, actually did spark something that 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 I've been thinking about and, and hopefully we can bring in at some point. But the, the, the fact that the new covenant um, while it builds upon, um, you know, the covenant progression, it is not something that goes back to previous things. It is something that builds upon, but then progresses. And it's not, it's not, um, it doesn't go in reverse, you know? So no, we're not, that's right. we're not reinstating earlier times and things We're we're, we're building upon them, but, but, um, like a flower opening, you know, it blooms and blossoms into its mm-hmm. full bloom, and you wouldn't mm-hmm. expect it then to go back to its bud, um, mm-hmm. to a previous time in its in its bloom. That's 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 a similar you know similar thing that we're saying with covenant theology. The new covenant perfects the gospel. The gospel is present mm-hmm. throughout the old covenant, but the new covenant brings it to its fullness um, and right. brings it to a, right. to its permanence as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a very significant point that we'll have to develop in a, in a future episode. Well, that so, illustration. That illustration you just gave is the theme of the epistle or the oracle of the Hebrews. That's right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. The epistle of the covenant. Um, Okay, so um, I think that we have done what we set to do, and I think it's probably time to to sign off and say say goodbye. Um, So uh, we're glad you joined us uh, for our inaugural episode of New Covenant Conversations podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation, enjoyed this episode. If you have, please give us a, a five-star rating on um, on iTunes. Uh, it helps to boost our visibility for uh, folks who are maybe searching for good quality theological content and um, who, who might have a particular interest in um, in this particular topic as well. So um, give us a give us a rating. Uh, reach out to us on our Facebook page at NC Convo, um, and then check out our website uh, www ncconvo.com. That's www.ncconvo.com. Um, and we'll look forward to talking to you next time. Until then, bye. Yeah, we're thankful for everybody who tuned in, and we hope that you'll come back. Uh, we hope that this uh, initial uh, discussion has been something that you find edifying and helpful. Uh, we want you to encourage your family and friends to be a part of this uh, in this uh journey because we do consider it to be an ongoing uh, application of our faith in the Christian life. Uh, And you'll hear me uh, very often sign off with a doxotheo. Uh, If you can figure that out, if not, maybe in the future we'll tell you what it means. (laughs) Sounds good. All right, Dad, good talking to you, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye.